Okay, we've got Justin here. So he is my former Mormon, a.k.a. foreman. So I've got you here because the, um, the Mormon conference just happened recently, and I wanted to talk about some changes that they made. So I've got the LDS website pulled up here, um, and they list their own important changes, uh, important to them, of course. So I was going to go through that afterward. We'll just go through some changes that that you have. You were saying that the Mormon church made some changes. Uh, what was it that they changed that was pretty important? So there are two big things, mostly. Uh, the first of which is they changed entirely how their church is structured as far as the actual event of going to church. Um, where they switch it from a three-hour to a two-hour, and then they had like an alternating week thing. It it really doesn't matter if you're not actually part of the church. Okay, so what was it before? Um, it it was a three-hour thing. Um, so it was like three hours on Sunday, I guess, and that's going yes. to the chapel, right? Three hours on Sunday, they're going to the chapel. Okay. Uh, and then if you're a teenager, you also like five hours a week of seminary and another hour. But that's if you're a teenager. Um, gotcha. But they did that. And then they're also releasing this book. And they're releasing a new, what, doctrinal book? Teaching book? No, it's not doctrinal. It's, it's for teaching. Um, that is explicitly designed to be taught within the homes. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to move where the gospel is taught from the church to the home. I know that uh, Jehovah's Witnesses have really pushed lately this whole bit about how you're supposed to be uh, holding like a family worship, like like once a week for like an hour or something, you all sit around and talk about and read their literature. I guess it's that kind of thing? So it's sort of that kind of thing, sort of not. It's It's interesting. So you're expected to do some kind of extra thing on Sunday that is like extra worship. And then on Mondays, you're also expected to have a family activity that involves some aspect of church. On Mondays, you said? On Mondays, yes. It's called okay. like family home evening. It's it's not called like family home It's called family home evening. <laughs> okay, excessive interesting. Life is excessive. All right, that's really uh, interesting. So those are a couple of big changes. So they released a book to be studied among the family. Do we know what is in the book? Like what kind of things the book says? Or what what's that book called, actually? Do you have a um, beat on that? It's called Come Follow Me. And it's not released yet. It's going to be released soon. But actually, it's more like a re-release of a book that already existed, but that's been changed for the family to use um because come follow me was the basically missionary pamphlet that was given to missionaries to teach them how to teach okay um and so they're changing it for families to study from somehow okay so what when was it used before i guess it was used like at church or so it that's the interesting part it wasn't really used at church it was used uh like to teach missionaries, uh, dudes who are just going off, um, to teach them some of the finer details and how to teach other people. Uh, so that's interesting. So we've got a new book, and they're changing temple times around. Or I'm sorry, chapel. Is it chapel or temple? Chapel. 
chapel. Church. Okay. So they're changing church times around. Do we have yeah. any other interesting changes that are taking place? So the other, not necessarily change, but like actual stance that was made is that previously the church had said exactly zero things, basically, about transgender people in any capacity. Like, technically a proclamation of the family talks about how a man should be married to a woman and they should have children but that doesn't say anything about the issue of transgender people um until today until uh, this conference and this conference is more official as a sending out of information it's it's the like state of the union sort of thing but one of the uh one of the 12 apostles um, who has theoretically equal power as the straight-up prophet, said that basically transgender people do not exist, um, and that gender is eternal, and that we're all male or female oh, in the presence I of see. God, okay, and that, born that, that way. Sense. Right. I, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong here. My understanding is uh, Mormons basically think that um your soul is eternal like you were you existed before you were born and you'll exist after and so now they're saying that gender is just built into your soul i guess exactly that's exactly what they're saying which is you know yeah (laughs) that's really a certain group of people that that means a lot and is very harmful but other than that, it's just kind of interesting. Right. That is really interesting. I assume they kind of didn't really like the the idea of people being transgender in the first place. So that's a easy that's a very safe thing to assume. Right. But now it's an official statement. And having it be an official statement has a lot of power to it. So for example, if somebody wasn't like okay, so if a family had uh, like a transgender member before, they could kind of just skirt around it and say, well, you know, there's no official doctrine on it, but now there is. Exactly. So, what do they say about it? Like, as far as I know, they say that shunning isn't really a thing in Mormonism. Is that right? Or It wasn't a thing that I observed directly. Okay. Um, it definitely wasn't a thing that happened to me. But I understand that it might exist, um, but it isn't in any way official if it that it's a thing that people should do. Because generally, the church's reaction is always just be nice to people. Well, that's generally that's good, right? I mean, that's a step in the right direction. At least it's better than than some other yeah. groups. Definitely, it's definitely. But it's it's the idea of they should they should. They should want to join the Mormon Church because we're nice to them. Sure, sort of thing. Sure, yeah. A lot, you know, a lot of groups like to try to push that. Even Jehovah's Witnesses like to push that idea, even though they're, you know, they're only nice to people until they can get them in. The moment the people start doubting or questioning anything, you know. So I don't know. At least Mormonism seems to be a little bit better in that respect. So were there more changes by chance? I'm not sure how many you had, but. Oh, geez. No, those are the only two that I've really noticed. Okay, okay. I'm a bit lazy, so I didn't actually watch the entire thing. Oh, no, but, the thing's uh, friggin' long, isn't it? It's like days, isn't it? Or uh, It's two, four, five. It's ten hours of content. Yeah, that's, that's a bit. 
That's a long. I don't even know what they could possibly have to talk about that long. Jesus, bro. That's yeah, what talk about, about Jesus. Right. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we just kind of go through this website, see what it has to say. So, like I said, this is the LDS.org website. So, this is biased information just from the start. Um, I'm kind of wary of trusting anything they say. And they're kind of talking about the thing that's important to them, not to oh. society. But um, I just went and got the, the actual transcripts for all the stuff I was looking at. That's it's like, okay. Yes, that is what I need to do. To be exactly what they said. Right? So, that's probably yeah. a quicker way than watching the videos. Less entertaining a little bit, but it's quicker, I'd say. Oh, no, no, no. You don't want to watch the videos here. The most boring thing you can possibly imagine. Right? I think I've just kind of glanced at one one time for like a few seconds, but yeah. Uh, that's that's religious meetings for you. They're boring as sin, I guess. No pun intended. I've got, uh, let's see. Oh, shoot. I, I hit the wrong button. Okay. So I've got the, the LDS website up here, and they, they list four changes that are important to them. Of course, transgenderism is not listed here because they don't see that as particularly important, even though it has massive ramifications for a lot of people. Um, yeah, they don't see it as important at all. I know. The, uh, I imagine they probably just mentioned it in passing, too, for that matter, or, or just spent like a couple of minutes mentioning it. It's kind of messed up. Oh, yeah. Up. What I told you was basically the entire quote. That's crazy. Like, it is three sentences of, yep, gender is eternal. All spirits are born male or female. That is so crazy, man. I mean, these people and are... that is all they say. I don't know how they can rationalize these ideas and beliefs to themselves. It's really crazy. But you know what? I rationalized ideas and beliefs. So, I, you know, I, I can't speak. But anyway, so we've got... Here's number one. It says, new leaders sustained. A new first presidency and two new apostles were sustained in a solemn assembly held during the Saturday morning session. During the Saturday oh, afternoon boring. session, additional new leaders were sustained, including five new members of the presidency of the 78 uh, new general authority 70s and a new young women general presidency, new counselor in the primary general presidency, and nearly 60 new area 70s. Okay, so um, I'm wondering if you can tell me what a, what, what is a, what is a 12 apostles member so a member of the Twelve Apostles is is a person who has equal authority to the prophet and the first presidency. They theoretically all have an equal amount of priesthood power, but one of them is chosen to lead over the rest of the Twelve. So they're all called prophets, um, but one of them is the prophet— who is the leader of of the twelve apostles? Okay, so what is he? What role does he play as the leader? Does he like kind of is he a tiebreaker when they're talking about decisions? Or generally, uh, the prophet is the final decision if there is any uh, dissent. But the idea is that none of the dissent gets out into the general public ever at all. I see. They and have to be seen all of the to be, twelve uh, in agreement. Always. Or whatever in perfect agreement via the spirit okay. exactly that that makes sense so what is this uh area of 70s do you know anything about that presidency of the 70 uh the 70 is the leader of a particular area like there's a 70 in charge of the northwest of of america they're administrative dudes mostly 
they uh, they're like two steps above stake leaders. Okay, and, uh, which and is, a stake is kind of like an area of of churches and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so th- they're just slightly higher on the hi- hierarchy. Well, significantly higher on the hierarchy. Given two steps is a pretty big distance. Um, Got you. Okay, and the leader of the seventy has some special powers, but I really forget what those are because they don't like they don't have a huge impact. And mostly they're administrative in nature. Got you. Okay, that makes sense. So this is saying during the Saturday afternoon session, additional new leaders were sustained, including five new members of the presidency of the 70. So we've got five new members of that and then eight new general authority 70s. So they're just adding people, I guess, to the to the 70s. That that makes sense. We've got uh, number two on the list is priesthood quorums restructured. It says... At the ward level, Melchizedek priesthood holders, both high priests and elders, will be part of the ward elders quorum, led by a presidency that may be composed of elders and high priests. At the stake level, the high priests quorum will include only those high priests currently serving in the stake presidency in bishoprics, on the high council, or as functioning patriarchs. Okay, does that mean anything to you, or is, or is yeah, it... that means quite a bit to me. I actually didn't know this. This is this is fun. Basically, that means they're trying to combine uh, the elders, which is the basically the level of priesthood that all the missionaries have, and the level of priesthood that ninety percent of the population has, okay. or ninety percent of the male population. Uh, but they're trying to combine the elders and the high priests, and the high priests are like super spooky elders. They have extra extra special powers. Okay. They have actual definitions and all that, but I don't care. So, but what kind of special to... powers are we talking? Like supernatural <laughs> powers? There are some uh, priesthood powers that they get beyond elders, because like elders have the ability to baptize. Oh, got you. So elders um, in Jehovah's Witnesses, it, it's actually kind of a hard position to attain, and and only older people get it, and there are only like 12 per congregation. But with Mormonism, there are elders all over the place usually, right? Like anybody who's oh, yeah. in a certain priesthood can be an elder. If you're 19 and a guy, you're probably an elder. Okay. So elders have the ability to baptize people and things, but this priesthood we're talking about, or was it the priesthood, or...? So the Melchizedek priesthood encompasses uh, elders and high priests and other people. Basically, it's the greater priesthood. If you're a teenager, you you get the ironic priesthood, because they want you to feel involved and invested, so you're less likely to go away. Wait, no, that's not why. I mean, it is kind of wide, right. but... <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Okay, so let's take a look at number three here. Number three says, Home and cool. visiting teaching become ministering. So, President Nelson announced that the separate programs of home teaching and visiting teaching were retired to give way to a coordinated effort called ministering. Ministering is a new and holier approach meant to take... Uh, I'm sorry, meant to make caring for others simpler and more flexible in order to allow greater reliance on the Holy Ghost. Key changes include what's reported and the opportunity to invite laurels and Mia maids to serve as... Maya maids. Maya maids, okay. (laughs) No, no, I I don't know how to pronounce this stuff. It's weird. Uh, Okay, so they invite laurels and Maya maids to serve as companions 
to Relief Society Sisters as necessary. So what is a Maya Maid and, and what is a Laurel? Uh, so Maya Maids and Laurels are the uh, young women classifications. Uh, Maya Maids are 14 to 16. Lo- no, 14 to 15. Laurels are 16 to 18. Um, okay. And basically what this means is that teenagers can be involved in trying to convert people now okay and that they don't they don't like report exactly everyone they visited exactly how long they're taking uh in talking with them and like how many bibles they're giving out and that sort of thing so they're Um, they are now recording that or they no they are no longer okay okay basically they're, they're trying to remove the the ridiculous like bookkeeping report reporting and trying to encourage people to just report that they helped and then just leave it at that. Okay. So are they still reporting like how much time they put into it and things like that? Were they reporting that before? Yeah, generally um, from, from what I understood. Although then again, I'm not a young woman, so I can't, I can't tell you this for sure, but right. Right. Okay, so let me ask you this then, actually, on that note. This is my understanding of it. It may be incorrect. You can correct me if I'm wrong here. As far as I knew, you you don't really put your heart and soul into knocking on doors unless you're on a mission. Is that right? Like on a mission trip? Yeah, generally. So you're still expected to go out and try to help people, but you do it uh, instead of by knocking on doors by... uh, like just talking with people you know mm. um and a lot of i guess the rename it ministry it used to be called home teaching uh is going to inactive members uh members who joined and then left without actually being booted out uh, is going to them and trying to reconvert them instead of looking for new people got you that makes sense so here's one small little issue that i've had with uh with their method. I feel like if they're only spending like a couple of years, 18 months to two years doing the mission trips, I don't know that that's like long enough. What happens if they're right at the end of their mission and they get an investigator? They have to switch like missionaries, right? Yeah. So it feels like that's kind of an inefficient way to do it. I guess it's been working out for them though. They also stagger moving around missionaries so they never move around uh two missionaries at a time uh so like because missionaries always come in pairs of two right uh if ever a missionary needs moving or he's getting booted out they move one of them uh, in, into place so that way any investigator will know one of the missionaries and will be able to and the uh the missionary the investigator knows will be able to introduce him or her to the new missionary Okay. And they'll be better acquainted that way. There you go. See, um, the, I had this issue and they'd already resolved it. That's what you get with cults. Okay, so we've got number four here. This is the final one. It says, seven temples announced. President Nelson announced that new temples will be built in Salta, Argentina. Uh, oh, God, I'm going to butcher these names. Ben, uh, Bengaluru, Bengaluru uh, India, and then... Managua. I shouldn't even try to pronounce them. Some weird place, some other weird place. Uh, Philippines, Layton, Utah, USA, Richmond, Virginia, 
and a major city yet to be determined in Russia. That's interesting. What do you think of all that? I'm kind of surprised they're announcing temples, actually. Um, I remember just before I left, they announced like 20 of them. Um, and like none of them are even close to uh, completion. So the last, I know the last couple, they've been not announcing any temples because there are a whole bunch that are under construction still. Um, and I'm very much doubt that they're finished. So, right. so it's, it's kind of an embarrassing situation for them then. Announcing a, a whole bunch of new projects that haven't finished it. I mean, it's not necessarily embarrassing. It just means they have like more money than they initially thought they did, right? Because right. that means they're announcing a whole bunch of temples because that is their budget and that is generally where people are. Okay. And then they're not expecting to announce more. And then, oh, whoops, we have plenty of money to pay for these temples. Let's build a few more. Okay. There are more people. Yeah, that's fair enough. What I was thinking was something along the lines of uh, they started projects, they couldn't really finish the projects, and they'd just been kind of sitting there, and then they start new ones. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think you're right about that. That, that kind of alludes to them having more money than they thought. And I found it also very interesting that they're building a new city in Russia because, you know, of course, Jehovah's Witnesses are banned in Russia now. Um, it seems like a like a risky place to build a new temple if they're, you know, if, if they have a track um, record of banning religions. I, I don't know anything about Russia, but from what I've heard, I don't think any country has all out banned Mormons because they apply a lot of work to relief um, and stuff like that. So they actually um, go out and, and help society. Generally. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes sense. Jehovah's Witnesses do not. They don't. They only help fellow believers. So that wouldn't surprise me if that were part of it. Um, yeah, well, that, that's, that's really interesting stuff. I appreciate you coming on and uh, discussing this with me. I think we're at the end of our time. So I no will... Problem. Talk to you later on, okay? Yep, talk to you later. See ya.